0: You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Live Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. Faithful and True is the title of this devotion. And that, of course, is a title or a name given to Jesus. And I'd like to talk this week a bit about some of the things that are happening in the world, and but more from the view of the Scripture. And so I trust that the devotions this week are really going to Help you realize that at times like this when there's so much shaking and changing going on in the world that God works mightily and that it's so important that we stay focused because we're of the kingdom of heaven and we see what the heavenly father longs to show us and keep our eyes on him who's the author and the finisher and completer of our faith. Amen. So right here in Revelations chapter 19, and we'll start reading in verse 11. Listen to this. Now I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he who sat on him was called Faithful and True. The title of this devotion. He who sat on him was called Faithful and True. And in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies of heaven clothed in fine linen. White and clean followed him on white horses. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, that with it he should strike the nations. And he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings. And Lord of Lords. And we know from the scripture, and I'm going to show you here that we're talking about Jesus, that he is called faithful and true, because it says here in Revelation chapter 1, so there's no doubt about it, that he who sat upon the white horse, who's called faithful and true, is Jesus of Nazareth, the Son of the living God. Because right here in Revelation chapter one, verse five, it says, (coughs) excuse me, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead and the rulers over the kings of the earth to him who loved us. And washed us from our sins in his own blood. And has made us kings and priests to his God and Father. To him be glory, dominion forever and ever. Behold, he is coming with clouds. And every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. And all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him even so. Amen. I am the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. So you could see clearly here that Jesus is the faithful. And then if you go to Revelation chapter 3, verse 14. He who has an ear, verse 14, excuse me. And to the angel of the church of Laodicea write, these things says the amen, the faithful and the true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot, and so forth. And this is Jesus, through whom God speaks to us. He is the Word of God. And He, Jesus, is the faithful and true. And you see, this is what I find one of the great attributes that God is looking for, characteristics, nature, spirit, If you want to use these different terms, when I use the word attributes, that God is looking for in his people. He's looking for you and me to be embodying Jesus Christ, who is faithful and true. That the spirit by which we live in this hour is the spirit of him who made us alive together with himself, Jesus Christ That the spirit that embodies us as his church, the body of the Lord Jesus Christ, is that spirit of he who is faithful and true. That there's something about us that causes us to stay loyal to God and to his ways. And it's Christ himself is that something that causes us to be faithful and true, dear friends. And I want you to see a few little things in the beginning here. And that is that he is the one who rules over the kings of the earth. It says there. He's faithful and true. He who rules over creation or creation is at his command under his authority. Because today one of the great spirits that are is pushing on this world is the spirit of this world that talks about global warming. My argument today is not, is there such a thing as global warming or not? I have absolutely no question about it that the temperature in the earth is going to increase. Why? Because I'll read to you right here in Revelations chapter 7, verse 17. Verse um, 17. No. Verse 16 of Revelation chapter 7. They shall neither hunger anymore nor thirst anymore. The sun shall not strike them nor any heat. And these are those who come out of great tribulation in the last days that we see that there will be great heat and that the sun's effect upon the earth will increase. I believe these things are happening But I believe the main reason that they happen is because people have turned their back on God and because of godlessness. I believe climate is at his command. I believe this and it's important I say this to you because if we don't watch it, we'll get so worldly minded that we think that climate is completely dependent on the behavior of mankind when no, You could see, and I'll talk about this later this week, how Elijah stood up against the godlessness of God's people who had fallen trapped to the worship of Baal and had turned their back on the true worship of Jehovah and how God commanded it not to rain for three years and six months. And then at God's command again, the rain came. And you could see that the climate is under the authority of the almighty God. And if you know this, then you can have faith that God can turn the climate. I have truly seen climatic miracles in my time of ministry over the last 40 plus years. I was in one place preaching and I, the Holy Spirit showed me that he wanted to cool the people down when it was over 40 degrees Celsius. And I spoke it and within 10 minutes the Lord performed it and a cloud came and the wind came and the rain came and I didn't know it but there was a drought in that nation of Ethiopia where I was ministering. And God changed the climate like that. I believe in this with all my heart. I believe that, yes, the climate is affected by the behavior of the people that live there. But the real power of the climate is with God. And then i read something like this. Right. In the last days, God has spoken to us in the person of his son. This is Hebrews 1 verse 2. "...whom He appointed heir and lawful owner of all things, also by and through whom He created the world, the riches of space and the ages of time, and made, produced, and built, and operated, and arranged them in order." Jesus is the sole expression of the glory of God, the light being the outreying of the divine nature. And he is the perfect imprint and very image of God's nature, upholding, listen now, and maintaining and guiding and propelling the universe by the mighty word of his power. When he had by offering himself accomplished our cleansing from sins and riddance of guilt set down at the right hand of the divine majesty on high. Wow. And the reason I say this to you, dear friends, is to assure your hearts that we serve an almighty God who sits on the throne of heaven and who has been given all authority in heaven and earth and under the earth and that to him every knee must bow and every tongue must confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. And it's so important that we stay in this spirit of faithfulness and truth. You know, there's one verse, James chapter 1, verse 16, that says, do not be deceived. One verse, do not be deceived. The next verse, 17 of James chapter 1 says, every good and perfect gift comes from the Father of lights with whom there's no variation." or shadow of turning. The next verse says, Who for the good pleasure of his own will has brought us forth as his own beloved children. Oh, my dear friends, it is so important today that we don't get carried along with the rushing storms that are going over the seas of humanity. Humanity is in the Bible often likened to the sea and how the winds blows over humanity and it gets turned like the sea does into a storm and we could see that I'm going to talk to you about this over the next few days but it's so important that we're not caught up in this storm but that in the middle of the storm we rest we rest in the absolute blessed assurance of his faithfulness and truth who watches over us and keeps us it's kind of like Jesus saying to his disciple let us go to the other side and he fell asleep in the stern of the ship. And while he was asleep, a great storm came upon the lake of Genesareth Geras- of Galilee, Lake of Galilee. And the water was coming into the boat to the degree that these hardened fishermen, who were used to being in storms on the sea were frightened. And they woke Jesus in fear and said, Lord, do you not care that we are perishing? And Jesus looked at them and says, Why are you afraid? Why have no faith? Oh, you of little faith. And he looked at the wind that was raging and he said, be still. And he looked at the sea that was stirred up so wildly and said, be calm. And instantly a great rest came. And his disciples marveled because they saw him who had authority over creation. And said, who is this that even the wind... And waves obey Him. But we must be reminded that He is faithful and true when we're in times of war, when we're in times of turmoil, when we're in times of stress on society, that we don't get caught up with the winds of society, but that like Jesus, we rest in God who's given us authority in times like this. You know, Jesus is not just anybody. He is The truth of God. He is God revealed unto us. It says here in one of my verses I love deeply. It says, we know that the son of God has come and given us understanding that we may know him who is true and we're in him who is true. In his son, Jesus Christ, this is the true God and eternal life. You see, John, the beloved, was a very old man. He was about 90-some years old when he wrote this. He passed away, I think, when he was about 93. But he wrote this right towards the end of his life. And he had gone through many storms. He'd gone through many trials. He'd seen the different Caesars take over in their murderous pursuits of control and authority. He knew... All the disciples had been martyred. He knew Peter had been crucified upside down. He knew that Paul had been beheaded. He'd seen the trials of this life. But his heart was in that rest, in that calmness of him who is faithful and true, who has all authority in heaven and earth and under the earth. He was not frightened. He was not frightened. He was not frightened. And I want to encourage you in closing here that the Lord will keep you in this rest of His divine authority and power. Listen to this verse here. This is John chapter 17, verse 1, 2, and 3. This is the night before the great storm began. They're having their Passover meal. He's about to be crucified the next day. And here Jesus is going to prayer and it's called the high priestly prayer. These 26 verses of John 17 and he's going into prayer and this is how he begins. And Jesus spoke these words, lifting up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that your son also may glorify you. As you have given him authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. In the midst of the storm... In the eye of the storm, when it was about to bust loose and they were to pluck his beard and plow his back and smite him and wound him and crucify him, betray and deny him, forsake him. When all hell was about to break loose, he said, Father, now, now glorify yourself. Let them see you in me. And oh, my goodness, dear friends, in his suffering." Justice was denied Him, but glory was given Him because the Father was revealed in Him and Him in the Father. I believe that at this time we are so assured and lifted and kept in the knowledge of Him who is faithful and true no matter what we're going through. Amen. Have a good day.